Jim Rutherford, like, shut your mouth. Keep your mouth closed. Like, if he shut his mouth, like, we wouldn't be in this situation where we're always the butt of everyone's joke. Welcome back to Resume Stick. I'm Christy. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Danielle. Okay, so a lot has happened since um, we last recorded. Number one, most important, Kelsey's back. Yay! Welcome back, Kelsey. Thanks. I'm very happy to be back. We miss you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, and some not so great things happened, but we're gonna talk about that later. So kind of the first thing up that we have is the draft lottery. And really, I don't know, there's not really much to say about this, except that I'm happy that the Avs did not get the first overall pick because it would make me really sad. And um, Taylor Hall has some magic voodoo thing going on where he could just appear and then a team gets a first overall pick and I was just like all right so the list in reverse order is 15 is the Canadians 14th the Yotes 13th Panthers 12th the Wild 11th the Flyers 10th the Canucks 9th Ducks 8th Oilers, 7th, Sabres, 6th, the Red Wings, 5th, the LA Kings, 4 the Avalanche um, from the Sens, 3rd, Chicago Blackhawks, 2nd, the Rangers, and with the first overall pick, uh, the New Jersey Devils. So, thoughts? Did you guys, no, Kelsey, you didn't, but Danielle, (laughs) did you watch the thing? No, I was actually at work. And so I wasn't, I, I was, like, trying to keep up with it on Twitter, but I, I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I was, like, I, like, had a lot of stipulations. Like, I didn't want the Blackhawks to get the first overall pick. I didn't want the Oilers to get the first overall pick. I didn't want, I to be honest, I really just wanted Detroit to get the first overall pick or Vancouver. So I'm disappointed in the top three. I'm disgusted. That it's the Devils and the Rangers. I, like, realize that I'm, like, not a fan of the Metro. I just don't like the teams. Like, I, it's just the Penguins and the Flyers for me, which is awkward. Even the Canes a little bit. I'm just like, I know, I know, like, everyone's like, oh, the Canes celebration and all that stuff. And, like, they're fun. And I guess they are, but I just just like not into it so i'm mad that the first two picks are in the metro yeah i can just see metro teams getting better exactly yeah especially as like my the two like the penguins are getting worse like the flyers are getting better but like it doesn't help that the like rangers and the devils are like winning or getting the good players like i hate that the rangers aren't gonna get better but I don't like I don't trust you <laughs> with the Rangers like I don't because like watch the Rangers beat the Flyers next year and I'll be or the Penguins and I'll be disgusted okay but like he's gonna be a child 
there's still yeah, they and still it's don't fun. have a defense. Yeah, I like it's crazy because I really do like Capo Caco. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with not liking Quinn Hughes. Like, I, I mean, Jack Hughes. I really like Quinn, and I really like Luke. So I'm okay with not liking Jack. And I've always been the type of person that never likes, like, the, the lead singer, like, the best person in the group. So, like, <laughs> Jack has always been, like, a no for me. Okay, so then when Capo comes to New York, you could be I'm a fan. be destroyed well we'll see how sweet he is but he seems very sweet he's like playing with diabetes and i'm just like a hero like he's the nick jonas of the nhl (laughs) oh he like i sobbed about that when i found out i didn't know that (laughs) nick jonas Oh, Nick Jones. Oh, no. I, I was talking about Sapo. <laughs> no, I didn't sound with Jonas him. Had I, I didn't. No, no, no. I, I sound when Nick Jonas came oh out and said God. he had diabetes. I, I thought he was like gonna die. <laughs> oh God, he's so shocked. Okay, oh that's God. yeah. That's all okay. I have to say <laughs> about the draft. So moving on to someone who is awful. So the NHL, they suspended Slava Voinov for the 2019-2020 season, stating unacceptable off-ice conduct. Um, Jerry Bettman, he said that he made a, like a separate NHL investigation, and he found that um, there was evidence that he did hit his wife. Um, so he can't... So Okay, so this is weird. So... Voinov, he can't play, he can't possibly play until maybe the 2020 season, and um, they said that he can appeal the ruling through, like, an arbitrator, and this suspension basically came about because in 2015, he pled no contest to the misdemeanor charge of domestic violence, like an incident that happened, like, a year prior, um, and he served about two months in jail before fleeing to Russia rather than facing deportation. So, yeah, that's basically it. Like, I don't, I don't know if you guys had anything else to say about it, but it seems pretty cut and dry. I just think it's like kind of not funny, but like interesting that like the way that they phrase it is that he was suspended for unacceptable off ice conduct and it's like so is it going to be acceptable in 2020 2021 like what <laughs> <laughs> some things within your organization um just shouldn't be tolerable like you like the nhlpa shouldn't be able to step in like he, <laughs> i just it's crazy it's crazy that sir it's just crazy that they get second chances like this like i mean i know he's suspended for like what a year um yeah but yeah, I, it'll be really interesting to see what teams, or if any teams, try to get him to, like, try to pull, let let them play for. Him. Wait, yeah, you mean I the was predators? Just that. Yeah, true. Oh. The predators would definitely Awkward. be a team that I think. I I'm not I'm not even joking. I could definitely say. Yeah. What's their GM's name? It's in David me. Poyle. Okay, you <laughs> were wait. <laughs> wait, who's Jim Neal? Oh, that's the um, stars. Okay, okay. That is close. Um, I just wonder why he wants to come back. Like, it seems like he's had a successful career in Russia. Russia. 
he has a cup. Like, I'm, like, why, I'm wondering why he's, like, pushing it. Because the Kings don't have a contract with him currently. And he's aging. He's, like, 30. Probably because it's just, like, a pride thing at this point. Yeah. He doesn't want them to be able to shut him out. Maybe. Cycles like this, it's all about pride. Okay, okay. I learned that from SVU. (laughs) (laughs) But, I... Okay, given the NHL's past and how they've handled situations like this, I would say that he has a point because Austin Watson is playing, right? So, like, I can see, like, him appealing this. I can see it being, like, no, yeah, there's no precedent. Like, Bobby Hull is a celebrated um, person in the NHL, and he's he beat the shit out of his wife, like, and his son has said so. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see the appeal working. I don't know if teams would then be like, okay, we don't, like, he's if he's a free agent at that point. I don't know a team that would take a, a flyer out on him, but... I don't know. Just mm-hmm. back to Russia, but not in a xenophobic way, but in a you're a terrible person way. Yeah. And I wonder how can he come back if he was on the verge of being deported? Like, can they just cancel that? Yeah, like there's no follow up. There's like, oh, you fled to Russia, but now you're trying to come back. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wouldn't that deportation case still be open? Isn't that what was closed, I think, like, last summer, though? Oh, yeah, 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 I think so. I think you're right about that, Kelsey. Okay. Because they're like, he's now, like, allowed to be in the U.S. Yeah. And then it was just up to the NHL. Yeah. So, moving on from that, so a lot of new teams made some changes. So, first up... um, Joel Quenville was hired by the Florida Panthers. So he's going to be their new coach. I'm uh, excited. Okay. Yeah. Their defense is still not good, but their forward group is like really, really good. So I think, I think it'll help them. Like, not to bring the Flyers up, but like, I'm very <laughs> upset about the Coach Q hiring in florida he was always going to go to florida because of the gm that's there um Mm -hmm. q is like very close with him and then he like him and his family they already have a house in florida down in florida and he's like really big on like the horse betting and that's big down there and it's florida yeah where like old people go to die i mean but like he's older that's why i was saying like it makes sense for you to be there so i'm like kind of like upset about that can I, am I happy for them? I think it's safe to say no. Um, oh, but like, don't, I mean, I have a soft spot for the Panthers. Like, I want them to be happy about something. Yeah. I would like, I would like them to be happy about something that didn't make me sad about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the same thing wasn't making me sad, like, I would be, I'd root for them. But, so the next is next. the LA Kings. Yes. So they hired. Todd McClellan, previously the coach of Edmonton. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it besides I don't think he's that he's a good coach and he's not adopting a good roster. So he 
lost all my respect when he was the coach of Team North America. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, that's when I stopped liking this guy. I was just like, oh, okay, no. Like, that's, I'm good. Mm. I I just don't think he's a good coach. And that was a really good roster. Yeah. And granted, it's a tournament. I, you know, I get it, but like... Oh, they were really good. They were so good. Yeah. Oh, alright, I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> um, could... One thing I do remember about Todd McClellan was that um, he, he asked Sid, like, oh, what's what's the best way to coach a general generational talent? Like, um, because he was the coach of the Oilers and McDavid was on there. And I don't remember what Sid said, but Sid was just like, gotta let him do what he does. And he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. I agree. God, why is Sid like that? You know, I don't know. But <laughs> It's like, like, I get it because people asked it the dumbest stuff. Yeah. But, like, also, I just wish she'd be like, I'm, I, like, you know, when I'm a coach, I'll be able to tell you. Like, yeah. You think me and McDavid are the same player? We're not. Like, huh? They are very much not. Um, last last thing, wait, wait. One thing I want to say is that I'm happy that. Buffalo didn't get McClellan because he was between Buffalo and the Kings. Even though I feel bad for the Kings Kings fans, they don't deserve this. But I mean, but don't they? Drew Doughty deserves this. Yeah, I was like, don't Drew Doughty Kings fans. Oh, uh, there's a few. I follow a couple, and when I say a couple, I just literally mean two. Are they yeah, actual couple? No, 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 they're not. I don't even think they're friends. <laughs> oh. Okay, so on to the last coach hiring. So the Flyers hired a new coach, and they hired Alan Vigneault, and he previously coached the Habs, the Canucks, and the Rangers. He's been to two cup finals, one with the Canucks in 2011 and another one with the Rangers in 2014. Um, so he's coached over 1,200 games. Like, he's been coaching since the late 90s, which I didn't realize. Um, and he's won about 648 games, so around a little over half. Yeah. So, Danielle, what do you think (laughs) the the immediate impact on the Flyers is going to be? Because I have some thoughts. Well, I'll let you guys go first. So... Um, I see the Flyers as, like, a team that needs to play their younger kids because that's kind of what they're moving towards. And um, Alan Vigneault does not like to do that. So um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a challenge, but he's not a terrible coach. Like, he'll get you, I feel like he'll get the Flyers into the playoffs, but he's also very frustrating in that he doesn't, play people that you want him to play like I remember when he was coaching the Rangers people wanted him to play um what's his name people wanted him to play Pavel Buchnevich like a lot and he just like refused and like now that Buchnevich has like time and he's playing with like skilled players he's doing better so it's just like what is his 
problem with young players, and I, I kind, of, I see a lot of similarities with the from with the Rangers of the past and like this Flyers team in that they they have aging players, but they also have like a really young core that needs time. And I, he's one of those coaches that like if you make a mistake, you're out of here. So I don't know. And that's that. Yeah, I'm not sure how well he'll do. Um, I guess sort of fostering the younger co- the younger group of flyers. Um, yeah, so that makes me a little bit nervous for their continued success. Um, but I think maybe it'll just be sort of a learning curve for him, especially since he's coming into the system that is so strongly supported by these younger players maybe he'll sort of be forced to put more trust and faith in them um but yeah i think it'll be interesting to see um okay so i have i had and have a lot of thoughts on this um i'm so thankful that we are waiting to do this now when like i kind of calmed down and like got a lot of information and like looked at what other people said and like, but did my own research and I don't really like the hire because I'd rather have like a new up and coming, uh, coach who's like real, like focuses on like youth and like young, younger players and, and that has won. And I mean, video, Alan video, mm-hmm. he like, he's, I mean, listen, he's an NHL coach and I knew that that's what the flyers wanted. Um, I was, I heard all you guys' like issues with him. I had the same issues because that's what I saw. Um, but from doing like further research and stuff like that, so the year after Buchnevich, or the year after Video left, Buchnevich had the same ice time, um, and so and like produced around the same amount, like even without Video not there. And so it kind of makes me wonder, like, was it really? Is it? video not doing well or just um or video not trusting him or Buchnevich just needing more time to develop into the NHL in the NHL and like yeah like you if you're a skilled player you want to play you play with skilled players you're going to get more confidence because you're getting more points and stuff like that and maybe that's just Allen's fault for not putting them together him with skilled players um but someone said that the Rangers while Alan video was there like never had a first round pick and so like all this youth like I mean yeah there maybe be there might have been like second and third round picks but there was no like first round pick like skilled youthful players there they didn't have a lot of them so he the Rangers team had a lot of vets so I can see like that that point where he said where everyone says that he only plays the vets that's concerning but the Rangers had a lot of vets on that team now, looking at the Flyers, the Flyers, if Chuck does what Chuck said he's going to do, then the Flyers shouldn't have that many vets on the team. And the vets that they do have are good, are good players. So, like, Giroux, Voracek, Sean Couturier. Um, I guess you could, I mean, Shane Goss is to an extent if he's a vet. Um, so, yeah, like, those are the vets that they have. Like, I mean, the only bad players that we might have right now because Yuri Laterra is gone, so and Dale Weiss is gone, so probably just like Andrew McDonald, and that's our biggest question mark is because Vigneault did love Dan Girardi, and we have our own Dan Girardi, and 
Robert oh, okay. Hague and Andrew McDonald. So that's concerning. But um, Charlie, I, he's from BH, BSH Radio, and he's also from the Athletic. He was looking at he really he watched a lot of the Canucks coached video teams, and he feels like between the Canucks and the Rangers, the Flyers are more towards that Canucks team because they have more skill than the Rangers did at that time. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the Rangers were bad because, I mean, when you have Henrik Lundqvist in, like, 2014 or whatever, you're not really going to be bad. Um, But, but yeah, he said that they're more skilled than the Rangers team. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully something, like, hopefully, I'm trying to be not positive, but I'm trying to just have, like, an open mind. Like, I'll make my own opinions when I see him and see him coach the team and how, where he puts players. Um, and also to see the players that Chuck gets for the Flyers because there's a lot of different holes that needs to be filled. And Chuck has said that he's going to be making a lot of moves in the offseason. So, you know, we'll see what players he gets and we'll see how video I'm open to see how where he puts people, but I don't hate it as much because it was pretty noticeable. Like the Flyers wanted to get the a really big name and with Quenville not coming to Philly, video was kind of the mo the second big like, okay, he's played he's like an NHL coach and he has taken teams to different like um like to the Stanley Cup final and to the Eastern Conference final and he's won he's won division so I understand that that's what their viewpoint was because they want to get a well-known coach because of the whole Dave Haxall fiasco. So I don't know. I'm not as angry as I was before, but I'm willing to give him a chance because Charlie also said that when Vigneault finds success in a in a system, he definitely uses that system. The only problem is that he doesn't deviate from the system. And so we'll see. The t- the the NHL is a lot different than it was in 2014, and it's a lot different than it was when he coached in uh, Vancouver. So we will see. I'm not as angry as I was before, but that's also because I had time to, like, calm down. And at the end of the day, they already made the decision. So, like, we're stuck with him for five years, and he's getting $25 million. So Five years? It's, it was a five-year contract. Um, I kind of... I feel like when he was with the Canucks and when he was with the Rangers, he had good goal sending. So I I think I might be worried for Carter a little bit in that like yeah. he might get run into the ground. Like Yeah, it's that's a baby. That's another thing that um Charlie brought up. It was that I mean he had Robert Luongo in his prime, he had Henrik Lundqvist, like so he's had like Hall of Fame Hall of Fame goalies mm-hmm. or goaltenders. So but the other number is that like their the backups under him have been good. Um like they have good numbers and so I don't know that's that's definitely an issue like I don't want them overrunning Carter Hart if if Cam Talbot decides to stay I think that'd be a good one one two and so Cam Talbot has said that he wants to stay so it's only it's up to the Flyers if they're going to resign him now the Flyers have three two other goalies that just came over one from Sweden who's playing in the Phantoms and then Another one, I forget, I think he's from Russia. I'm not sure where, but he might be playing in the e- ECHL. Um, so 
don't know. I really like the one that's going to be playing with the Phantoms. He's such a flashy goaltender. Like, he's the one that makes the big saves and, like, will do the windmills and all that stuff. And he's just fun to watch. And, like, it's not so much, I don't know, Carter's very, like, in position. Mm -hmm. And Felix Sandstrom is just, he's just fun to watch. I don't know what else to say. But um, I was always saying, like, if he does this, if Felix has the same season as Carter did last season, then I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, maybe give him one or two games if Cam's not doing really well um, as a backup. But um, who knows? But yeah, I hope they don't run Carter. We need him. All right, so... The last thing that we have for the for the playoffs, so the Red Wings, they named today. They named Steve. <laughs> I wish I, I wish everyone could see your face. Like your face lit up, like <laughs> as you're talking about this. Like you are so excited about this. Um. Yeah. So the <laughs> Red Wings, they had they named Steve Eiserman as their GM and vice president of hockey operations. So Ken Holland, they promoted him to somewhere else, and Steve Eisman is in the house, he's in the building, and he's ready to fuck shit up. So um, he stepped down as the Lightning's GM, like, last year, saying that he wanted to spend more time with his family in Michigan, and that, you know, he wished the Bolts the best. And he was the Bolts GM for about nine years, and they went to the playoffs, like, for six years. Um, and it was really funny. The Bolts owner, he was just like, we wish Steve all the success, and we wish him luck in creating the second base best team in the NHL. I was just like, aw, you guys are sweet. So thoughts on Eisenman? Are we surprised? Are we happy? I'm not surprised at all. Am I happy about it? I don't know. Like the Red Wing, the Red Wings fan of me is like excited, um, but then the Danielle part of me is just like, well, why couldn't he come to my team? Like, <laughs> like why couldn't this be my celebration? But yeah, I mean, can you imagine if like Steve Eiserman gives Dylan Larkin the C? He has to. That's going to be his first action as GM. Stop. Like, I got a little bit emotional when, like, it was a Red Wings locker clean out, and I don't even know how it ended up on my dash. I don't know. I don't follow the Red Wings. You but don't? Somehow their locker clean, their locker clean out. Just kidding. I was like, I went to look for it. I'm not buying it. And um, the guy was like, so, like, would you, like, what if you were named captain? And Dylan was like... You know, like, it would be, like, a huge honor, um, but I'm always, I'm just going to be who I am and, like, still help this team and lead. And he's, like, being from Detroit, like, it would be, an, like, an amazing accomplishment to be the captain of the Red Wings. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, it's still, I'm still going to go in the locker room and be who I am and help this team win. And I was just like, oh, that's, like, a perfect captain response. Because he's going to be their captain. Like, I, like, got, I teared up a little bit. Oh, and just, like, Eiserman, who was the captain of the Red Wings, giving yeah. it to Dylan Larkin, the future. The future. Oh, my God. That's, like, too much. He did. He, that's why he came back. He was like, I can't let anybody else give Dylan Larkin the C. I have to do it. Okay, but you guys, are we going to become Red Wings fans? Like, like, is that happening? I think so. 
I physically cannot carry another team. But um, okay. So I guess now it's time to talk about the playoffs. Oh, no. Why? Yeah, I don't want to. So. Oh, whatever. Like we suck, and it we know it. So. Okay. So something not chill happened, and um, actually, first I want to say like this playoff, this playoffs have been very very weird, and something not so chill happened, and um, the Penguins were swept by the Islanders, did not win a single game, don't think they scored more than three goals a game, so. Yeah, so how are you feeling? It's been a couple of days since they've been slept. What's that like? I'm like... Like, here's the thing. I love the Penguins. And I will always love the players that I love. Um, All the Penguins. I will say, this shit hurts so bad and like it's crazy because I told Chrissy this earlier but like it was like looking back on it you could see when the like how the team fell apart and I watched game three because I I watched game one couldn't watch I listened to game two and then I watched game three and I watched game four but then like halfway turned it off um so game three I was downstairs like watching it and then the second goal went in and then I went upstairs and cried. And my mom was like, I could hear you crying. And I was like, <laughs> like, I, and like, I just cried so hard. And then I just knew, like, that was it. Like, we're, we're getting swept. Like, I, if they didn't win the first game at home, I could not see them winning the second game at home. And the, yeah, I'm so heartbroken. I'm so upset. Like, that fourth line, disgusting. Like, their fourth line, like, I hated them. I hated that fourth line. The Penguins or Islanders? Islanders. The Islanders. The Islanders' fourth line. Like, I hate them. That's fourth line. Like, Cody's... Was it Cody or Casey? Whatever. Sezikis has, like, 20 goals or something like that. Yeah. In the regular season. Like, and I remember when I first got into hockey, I thought that fourth line center, a good fourth line center, scored 10 goals in the season. Like, that's unheard of for me. And, like, just trots and... Oh, like, I'm so disgusted. I'm so hurt. And Mike Sullivan, like... I used to think he was, like, unstoppable. I used to think so highly of Mike. I used to think he's, like, probably one of the smartest guys. And, like, as I, like, grew to listen to him more and more, I was just like, oh, okay. Now I'm just like, sometimes he says stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever, Mike. But, like, in the playoffs, I always trusted him. Because he never Mm -hmm. steered us wrong. But this series, like, bro, what are you doing? Those decisions? Like, I have tons of questions. Trotz has his number. No, that's not, like, I don't feel comfortable saying that because he beat Trotz two years before, and then now Trotz beats him twice before. So he doesn't have his number because people were saying that about Sullivan. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like I'm talking too much. I feel like... I have been betrayed by the Islanders. Um, okay, so this playoffs has been a really rough playoffs for me. But <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, so I just feel like I've been betrayed by the Islanders because I went, I feel like I went so hard for them and, like, defending them and being like, oh, my God, Tavares is a snake. How could he do that to them? And maybe now I see it. Maybe now I understand. Jordan Everly, I don't even. Oh, like, you were never alive to me. Like, you, Jordan Everly, you were never alive to me, but you are dead to me. Like, um, I, oh, I can't even speak because I really, I like wanted to say some horrible stuff. Like, I, I can't. I, I don't even let me go. To it's crazy because if the Caps win the series against the Canes, I feel like I'm gonna end up rooting for the Islanders, but I still. He'll be trade by them, even though it's not their fault that the Penguins were worse than them. Like, it's not their fault. And they did nothing wrong. And this is actually, like, a really good story for them. But, um, and, like, ideally, I'm in support of that, but I still feel very betrayed by them. Like, as if they hurt me personally. I wish them no success. Like... And, like, when you were saying, like, about, like, the whole Tavares thing, like, I, it's not even that, like, it's, like, how could you do this to me? I was, like, this, I did this to myself. Because, first of all, that whole Tavares leaving was none of my business. It was none of my business. But here I did. I picked a side. I followed the storyline. I, I did this to myself. And then I got hurt twice. Not only because Tavares scored the game-winning goal against the Islanders, those stupid fucks. The Islanders come back and sweep my team. So, like, I supported you, and then you hurt me? Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I'm done with you. I'm done. But then I think back on it, and I'm like, would I have voted, like, would I have rooted for Tavares? And I just think, like... When he was on the Islanders? No, I could never... Like, no, 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 I mean about him going to the Leafs. Oh, Would I have been in support of him? Like, I, I... No. So, what are some of the things that we think went wrong like I think that the Islanders had I don't want to say better goaltending because they didn't I don't think memory was bad I think that the Penguins in front of him did not help him but I wouldn't say that he was bad no I definitely wouldn't say that he was bad but something that I thought was interesting was that Sullivan never even tried DeSmith and we all know how we all feel about DeSmith but like I just think it's weird that when, you know, the series obviously isn't going well, you don't even try that. So I'm just wondering, like, what happened between DeSmith and Sullivan that was like, we're never playing this man again. I mean, thank God. Well, well, yeah, of course. But, like, I just think. Do you remember when Flurry had won? Like so so game and he switched him out for Murray and never went back to him. Yeah. Okay. I just need to I just need to throw that back in there. Um, but but I, I, I Kelsey, that's like a see, I'm the opposite. I think Murray didn't help us at all. Like I don't think that he was the re- we didn't lose because of him, but he sure didn't win us any games. Like he didn't steal a game for us when we needed it. I thought there were some like I just thought that after after we scored a goal, like I I need you to shut it down, Murray. Like, because the, the common theme in that series was the Penguins would score and the Anders would score right back in less than two minutes. And I just, like, I know that it's, like, sometimes it's physically impossible, but I need you to stay. I need you to do it. I need you to do it because they're not going to do it. 
And so, like, I needed that from Murray, and we didn't get it. And I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him on the series. I, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, like, granted, the, the defense in front of him was disgusting. And we'll get to that in a second. But at the end of the day, like, he let in at least three goals a game. At least he's let in three goals a game. And I will say, I can assure you that Leonard played like Leonard was tremendous that first game and he he took that game for the Penguins um and and with that went the momentum because uh switching out Olimata for Johnson was a mistake yeah then this game too when McCann was hurt McCann dropped like he has a lot of skill and he really did help out like that's Gino's line the first game was very dominant. It was very dominant, and I believe it was Hornquist, Gino, and McCann. But then the second night, Russ was with Gino, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I mean, to be fair, no forwards were good. No forwards were consistently, you know, no forward stepped up like like Jordan Eberle did. It was like the key guys that we counted on every, like, throughout the season just fell flat. And like I'm like take Chris Letang and, and Brian Dumoulin out of that equation. Marcus Pedersen? What happened? What happened? Like you're making you're taking stupid penalties. You are you are making some plays like these east west pass passes and I get it. I get it. The Islanders have four back. So they're they pressure you. They pressure you. So, but you cannot turn over the puck like that, or you cannot turn over the puck with those passes. Sullivan has never been about east-west plays, and yet they were made consistently. Um, Erica Branson, I thought, was good. He was good for what the position that he played in the lineup. But I mean, when you're saying that your six—I mean, your your sixth defenseman doing your third pair was kind of your most consistent one—I don't. I don't, that's not good. And Justin Schultz, like, he, I mean, listen, Justin Schultz, I'll never, ever complain about him, but he wasn't at his best. And I know he, and I could see him trying and like, come on, when you have Jack Johnson just suffocating the offense when you're there, like, how can you do that? But we needed him to find a way and they just, he just couldn't. I heard someone say something that like, Jack Johnson, he treats the puck as if, as if it's a grenade. Like when he has the puck on his stick, he immediately like dumps it because he he's not confident that he can make a play or he's not used to making it. And like that's how we would get turnovers, and it was just not great. And like every time someone would pass, someone would pass the puck, it literally went right on an Islander stick. And yeah. yeah, going into the series, I thought we had to worry about Matt Barzell, but um, nope. Someone from Edmonton just. I. Dude, man, like. I don't know, man. Like, it's crazy. We don't really have that many players that can carry the puck in. I've noticed that. Like, Hornquist dumps it in. Jackson, uh, Johnson dumps it in. Like, who who really carries the puck in? 
Like, even when you look on the power play, like, it's so hard for oh, them yeah. sometimes to carry the puck in. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I mean, bro, oh. you know that someone is going to be at that blue line in the offensive zone. Like, you know they're going to be there, yet you still dip and dabble and try to th- skate through four players? Like, come on. Like, I mean, and I know Gino does that. Even when he does it, I'm like, come, like, dude, don't do that. Um, you know, and it's just, and I don't know if he's doing that to carry all them near him and he can get a pass to someone that's open, but there's never no one, anyone there. So I just really, like, dumping the puck in literally kills me. I hate that. Yeah, oh my gosh, lazy, I hate that kind of play. And I think that, and it's it's unnecessary because, especially it's bad against the the Islanders because they have four, pe- three people back already, so it's easy for them to get the puck. And Leonard goes out and plays the puck. So it's like, if you know you the goaltender is going to play the puck, why are you doing that? Like, I hate when people dump the puck in against Holpe. He's very good at playing the puck. Um, another thing that went wrong with the Penguins, so their power play was abysmal. Like, it was literally so bad. I would get excited for them to get a power play, but then I was just like, what am I doing? They're not going to score on it. I was still, like, nervous about, I still get the anxiety when they get on the power play that they're going to give a... <laughs> Then they're gonna give a shorthanded goal up. So when they get on the power play, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, like I don't like that. I don't know what it was about it that was not clicking. Like it's like they didn't have any space. They didn't try to create space. They all kind of like stuck into their spots and it just. And it was like every time, every time there was a fifty-fifty puck, the Islanders got it. Yeah, that's what made me mad because that to me shows that you're not trying. Like you are there first, and the Islanders come up with the puck. Why? Why? How? How is that acceptable? You are fighting for your lives right now, and you can't win a puck to save your life. Yeah, literally, they did not win a puck to save your life because they got swept. <laughs> they, like, they, they did not looked, win again. They looked very lethargic and very lackadaisical throughout the series. They did. Um, it was just like frustrating to watch too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Kelsey, what do you have to say? <laughs> well, Kelsey was enjoying it. Yeah, I I didn't really get to watch any of the games, but um, okay. from what I hear, it was a very uninspired performance, and I'm just wondering, do you think... Oh, I have two sort of different questions, but the first one, do you think they might have underestimated the Islanders? I think so. I think in game one, yes. I think they overestimated themselves. Okay. I would say that because I think that they respected, you know, I think they respected the the Islanders. Like after the second uh, win, I think they were like, okay, like this is a good this is a good team. Like we need we we'll step up and beat them. But it was like they kept saying like, oh no no, we'll step up and beat them. But like nobody they they couldn't they didn't, and like that was it's they had that same like mantra last season and the season before when they were winning and it was like then like yeah I can see like I believe you because there are times when you say we need to be better and you you come out and you are better but you're consistently not being better and this is like this spans through the whole season like there are times you say you need to be better and you're not and then randomly you turn it on and we're just like oh okay yeah okay you'll give us five games and we're like oh no they're back and then you're mad again 
And then you'll go five games and then we're like, oh, this is terrible. And then you'll be good again. And so they guess just kept thinking like, oh, we're so used to this. We're so like, we know what it takes to win. But like this season or this, this series, they just, they didn't. Everyone kept talking and kept saying it, but no one did anything. Like no one stepped up to, to do it, in my opinion. Um, I also think that, I don't know. I just don't like that whole mindset of, oh, they could turn it on whenever they can. But I think I went into this series thinking that they weren't going to win game one just because, like, I think... Of the, how the Islanders... Yeah, the Islanders fans are and how excited they would have been. So I didn't, I didn't think <laughs> that they would... I just didn't think that they were going to win game one. But maybe game two, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, God, yeah, no. I, yeah, I think that they didn't take them as seriously as they probably should have. Because, honestly, to be honest, like, we also didn't take them that seriously. Because I remember when, like, the series was announced, people were just like, oh, my God, yeah, no. Our center, our forward depth versus theirs. Like, they have Valtteri Filpula and, like, <laughs> Matt, they're going to go up against Matt Martin. Like, Sidney Crosby against Matt Martin. Psh- like we got this and then it's just like no you guys don't got this you don't <laughs> um, yeah so well yeah. well see like I don't know I don't know if that was my viewpoint like I was scrounging around for any type of information data anything that would say that the penguins would win like cause I did not feel good about this series like I did not feel good about the playoffs like I I just felt this anxiety because like, I don't know. And, like, even if you don't have, like, good players, I, like, if you're if they're put in a, in a position or a, a system that they can excel at, then, you know. And, like, also, I don't know. I, like, I wanted the Penguins to win. I thought the Penguins would win because I wanted them to. But who knows, man? Like, you never really know. And, and like, no one's line seemed to be so wildly dominant, like consistently dominant. There was Sid's line with the, um, with McCann. But then for me in my mind, like, I don't, I don't think like it's, I didn't like that line because having McCann off the top line spreads out the, the depth at forward because McCann is a really good complimentary player to a elite player. Okay. And so when I saw that he was playing with Gino, I was like, okay, that's good because you have Sid and Jake that are together and they're always good together. They're always good together. Then you have Gino and McCann and that can be something special. And then you have Phil, Bukestad, and um, Simone. And that line was dominating, was catching fire for like a couple games before the playoffs. And I thought, okay, if if this can all come together in the way that it needs to come together, then this could work. But it just didn't. And then from there, you know, Sullivan just shuffled and shuffled and shuffled and nothing made sense. After and that. I think that's part of it too. Like the Islanders lines for a good majority of the season have been consistent. Like, that yeah. fourth line has has been together that whole season, and obviously, like there there was some shuffling around, but those players were used to playing with each other. And yeah. Sully, he's like, if you're not doing it for me, like he's quick to change people. 
And it kind of reminded me of, like, the Boston-Toronto series last year where it's, like, um, the Patrice line, they shut down Austin Matthews and then the Leafs couldn't do anything. And I feel like that's kind of what happened to the Penguins this year. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I would absolutely agree with that because it's so, so crazy. And, like, the Islanders got extremely lucky because they were extremely healthy this year. Yeah. Like, they didn't have that many injuries that I know of that kept play, like key players out. Because um, when going into the playoffs, Dumo was hurt. Latang wasn't 100%. I don't, I mean, could you say Gino was 100%? I don't know. He played two games before the playoffs, but he wasn't, like, dominating like he normally was. So, they had players that, they, they had, their key players were all healthy enough to be impactful in the playoffs. Whereas, like, we kind of weren't. But that's, like, I'm not saying that as an excuse because that's, like, true Penguins fashion. Sure. Like, a key player is always injured. So, I don't know, man. It's just... The worst part about this, obviously, was the sweep. But then I didn't even realize, like, after the sweep, like, like, it would hurt even more because of Jim, uh, Jim Rutherford's comments. Yeah, I was just about to move on to that. Yeah, that's most notable comment was I love our defense right now. So, like, they just extended him. So he's not, like, and normally how it goes is, like, the GM fires the coach to save his own ass before he gets fired. But, like, he sounds insane. He, like, it's. There's no way. So, so Adam Gretz did an, an article today um, that he like summarized all the the hottest takes after like the Penguins season ended, and so you have to you have to let me read this. I won't read them all because there's a lot of them, but this one he says this was apparently okay. So he was like, "Here's what I heard. So uh, I've heard this far." This was apparently the best defense the Penguins have assembled since Jim Rutherford has been the team's general manager. This defense, the one with Jack Johnson, Erica Branson, Mark Peterson, Marcus Pedersen, and the rest of the gang that spent the season bleeding shots and chances against and couldn't handle the forecheck of the New York Islanders. Not the one of the two, not one of the two Stanley Cup winning defenses. This one. Um, the Penguins do not need to do anything to address their declining speed, particularly on the aforementioned blue line. Apparently the best one that Jim Rutherford has seen assembled in Pittsburgh, a team that saw that saw eight different players acquired, then dumped within a calendar year of being acquired, never really came together as a team. And then in quotations, he said, no kidding. (laughs) And then um, for an incredible 11th year in a row, John Butchagross suggested that the Penguins will or should trade of Guinea Malkin. (laughs) I love that one. Chris Letang needs to change this needs to change the same game that he's played for 12 years that has allowed him to become one of the 10 best in the world at what he does and hell maybe they need to trade him (laughs) oh my god like these are the like this is what was said I think this is what people were suggesting and saying yeah I mean that's every year I don't I don't know the one, but the the defense thing is killing. Yeah, that one's very very bad. And like, delusional. 
He does. That and um, what he said about how he thinks like the team's too comfortable. He said that same thing right before he traded Haglin, and that didn't help. And look, look how it's working for Hags right now. He's out here being the bane of my existence on the Capitals. Like he's out here still playing in April. Yeah. I don't like. I don't get how he thinks that speed isn't something that we need. And I don't get how. How okay? Yeah, like the the one part where he says like. The team, the team didn't couldn't come together as a team. Like, yeah, because so many te- players were were traded, and so many players were acquired, and there was no consistency in the lines, and and that's one thing that's pissing me off about Mike Sullivan is that he gives no like you have no room to like find your way on the line. Like, if you're not clicking, then you're just not in the lineup. Yeah. So. And his. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say that I. F- I do feel like the chemistry problem is more on Mike Sullivan than on the team itself. I agree with that. And can we talk about what the what, what is up with the love for Wilson? I don't even know his first name. I couldn't tell Garrett. you. Garrett. What's his name? Garrett. Garrett Wilson. And like Teddy Bluger, speed and skill, just not in the lineup. I know that you really like him, but I don't get Simone either. I don't like Simone. I don't like Bluger. I don't like Wilson. Yes, Kelsey, list the names. <laughs> just... I think Simon, to me, like, okay, he doesn't score. And that's, like, that's that's his biggest downfall is that he doesn't score. But he does, he's, he has really high hockey IQ. And I don't know how to, like, give examples of that. But, like, the dude is good. And, like, his stats are really good. And I don't know. I just trust... In the in the the centers that talk about him, like Derek Broussard raved about uh, Dominic Simone, Evgeny Malkin. When the couple short games that he played with him, he talked about how good of a player Simone was, or is. And then Sid, Sid loves playing with uh, Dominic Simone, and like I just trust them. Like I I see that like I see where like where he's beneficial, and I see why people don't like him because he doesn't score. <laughs> And like, he and like that has one part no of the game, hands. like None. he has no hands. Like that one part of the goal, like that one goal, like was it the second game? I don't remember where he like went to one knee and just like whiffed on the shot. Like, <laughs> and it was like right before the end of the period, and everyone was furious. Oh my god! Like, when Jake head. passed to him, when Jake yeah, had the open and, shot. Oh my god! Everyone literally <sighs> wanted Dominic Simone's head on. A okay. Post. Like. <laughs> I was one of them. And then I was just like, Jake, shoot the puck. Like, he has no hands. Yeah, like, Jake should shot. And then that same play, but swap Jake with Simone and Jake, who passed to Simone as Sid. Jake did the same thing. So, and this was, like, at the beginning of the period, and everyone was like, oh, Jake. Like, they're getting their chances. But then when Dominic's whiffs on it, everyone's like, fucking fire him into the sun. And I'm just like, wait, what? Do you think it's because, like, Like, he hasn't really proven himself in the same way that Jake has? Oh, no, I mean, like, here's, like, I don't think Simone and Jake are comparable, like, players. Like, Jake has, Jake has pushed himself up to the, like, to the the tier where, like, Phil Kessel and um, Justin Schultz and Brian Dumoulin are. Like, you know, because he's not at that, like, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Chris Letang, 
tier. But he's definitely at, like, the Phil Kessel, the Brian Dumoulin, like, the other secondary tier players that you absolutely need. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't think that's fair to say that to compare. I don't think it's they're they're comparable players, but I think Simone, his good comparable, his best comparable, in my opinion, would be like a Brian Rust. Oh, uh-huh. or, or like, or maybe if not Brian Rust, maybe a Connor Sheary because Simone doesn't play on the penalty kill, and Sheary never played on the penalty kill, so maybe like a Connor Sheary. Um. So that's like a good thing to do. Maybe I'll look. I'll like put those players like side by side, and we'll see their stats. So one good thing that kind of comes out of this, I think now the Penguins have the 16th overall pick. Yeah, I think so too. Because Tampa has a 27th. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Or just 26. No, they. But because they, they trade, they won the president's. No, it goes like after. After the first fifteen, it they goes. It goes by like when you're eliminated. Yeah, but Tam- but Tampa was the President's Trophy winner, and so they automatically get to the- they get twenty seventh. Cap friendly retweeted it. That doesn't make what? That's bullshit. Here, I'll show you the. That's a uh, bullshit. So, as the winners of the President's Trophy and the number one seed heading into the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning have now been eliminated from the postseason and will automatically slot into the twenty seventh pick in the first round of the June entry draft. What? Okay, so we're not going to Tampa yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least we'll get the 16th. Okay, I was like, okay, that means Tampa gets 17th, but then they drop down. Anyway, so we kind of talked, we kind of touched on the trade rumors, but um, I'm really nervous for Ole, you guys. (laughs) He's like, I don't want him traded. But it might happen. I no, I don't want it to. I just I worry for him on like a personal level because he's like so quiet. But like he's, I mean I don't even know that he's particularly shy. But I just he's just very quiet, and I feel like he won't like fit into other locker rooms. Yeah, I can't. And I feel like he's such like a staple in Pittsburgh. Not like is. because of his play, just like as a human being. Like people just like I saw Oli while I was walking my dog. And he just looks like a penguin. Like if you look at him. Yes, he does. <laughs> no. he does. So okay. Who do you think are tradable options right now? Okay. So I think I think the penguin should try to trade Eric Branson. As quickly as possible. I don't know if he'll have any takers, but just I just think that they should um, dangle the fact that as a penguin, he was not horrible because he was good for the 20 games that he was here or whatever. But I don't know if I'm going to trust him for a whole 82 games and at this point. Just buy out Jack Johnson. Yeah, I. Oh, my God. After one year. Yeah. Like, you just have to buy him out. Okay, but John Tortorella. <laughs> oh, he would be. Oh, can I, like, I, yeah. I do not. Like, I, I can't right now, Christy, please. Like, I physically can't. Um, Watch, like, the Columbus Blue Jackets win the Stanley Cup. They buy, Jim Rutherford buys out Jack Johnson, and all of a sudden that's all Tortorella can talk about. <laughs> okay, but, like, he was right. And maybe that's what they needed all along. To get to the second round of the playoffs. 
to just not have him there as an anchor. Anyway, I'd rather them get rid of him than get rid of Good Branson. I mean, yeah, they I was... can't get rid of Johnson, though. Like, I know I feel like a demon doing this, but, like, I, oh God, like, I would put in a pick, a prospect. Like, who do we need? Who do you want? And you can, you have to take Jack Johnson. Put up. And if I can't I don't get think that, the then I probably... have anybody that anyone wants at this point. Besides, like, our, like, I mean, good players. Like, I would, what up? I would trade, like, Teddy Bluger. I would trade any, like, any fast. I would trade Dominic Simone. What about Brian Rust? <laughs> I was going to say I might trade Brian Rust for him. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a Sheary Matt, Hen, um, Matt Hunwick? Hunwick deal, like, yeah, then I would have to do it because, like, I need him off the books. Like, I need him. I don't even want him a possibility for the coach to play. And I think I would keep Gabranson because I like that he's fighty, but he's also okay on the bottom pair. Okay. And, y'all, I would trade Olimata. Like, I would I would try to get something. Like, we need we need something to fix that defense. Like, it depends on the return for Mata. I literally cannot even Because, like, I don't want, like, a... I don't want, like, a Pearson in return. I don't want, like, a, just, like, a one-for-one one player thing. Like, I want something good. For but, like, as much as I love him, what... I think that... I don't know that he'd get that good of a return. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. I would agree with you. That's why I think like I wouldn't trade him, but but I would trade him. But like, do you when you trade Olimata, are you trading him for cap space? Are you trading him for another good player? Like, so I don't even think Oli has the clout anymore, especially being scratched in three playoff games. Like, how do you overhaul this team? I, I, I no don't idea. trust Jim Rutherford to do it. I don't no. trust him Jim with that sixteenth not... overall pick. Like, I just. Don't that that pick is as good as gone. Like I was thinking about looking at the prospects that you can get at sixteen, um, or around that like sixteen, fifteen, seventeen range, and I I don't even trust that we'll have the first round pick. Like because it's just so we went out so dramatically, and Jim and Jim is just so like dramatic. <laughs> So I like it's <laughs> the fact that he's so small. We even have round. it right now. Like he's just so he's the first round pick is gone basically, and we and he's not gonna trade or buy out Johnson. Like he like and I think that's he's like stubborn to the point where he's saying this stuff because and he knows it's not true, but he just wants to mess he's with us. Down. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm right, I'm right, and it's like, no, you're not, buddy. You're not <laughs> right. I think the first thing he should do in the off season is retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. be like, can he fire himself? Like like for the good of the team? Uh, like I don't know, Mario, like Yeah, I like I hate to be like that. Mario, but like he needs to I mean, be like give him a good thanks and be like gotta go. But who would they get? Like who would be a good replacement for him. Iserman's gone. Who's their guy right now? I forget his name. He used to play. Who? Billy Billy Garen. Oh, oh Bill Garen. I don't trust him. What does he do? And again, and again, name one thing that Mark Recky has done to positively positively impact this team. What has he done? Give them more off season rest. Power play, terrible. Like, what does he do? (laughs) 
That's that's when you said positively affect the team. Like, did you ever notice the Penguins stopped winning in the postseason when Mark Recchi came on? No, I miss Rick. Like, I'm not gonna be mean. Be mean. Like, He's the worst. And yo, like Rick Tockett is doing so good in yeah. the like Arizona. Like he knows exactly how to coach with like a depleted team. Completely depleted. <laughs> um. Oh my God, what is anybody doing on that team? I think I also think that they kind of drank their Kool Aid a little bit, and they and they don't know how to reconfigure and like. They're just like, yeah, we're good. We got it. But you guys don't got it. I feel like Sullivan might know that. And maybe that's why he's like trying to shuffle lines so much. But I mean, do you think Mike Sullivan is at risk? I think he is because I think Jim Rutherford is so stubborn. And well, I feel like he didn't used to be. He's so stubborn right now and that he can't realize that this team is not composed well, like why is Wilson on, like, why is he playing consistently? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, yeah, so I think, like, when a GM kind of sees the writing on the wall, they fire the coach. But Sully can only do so much with that, with that roster. Like, he can't, he's not Jesus. He can't turn water into wine, like, Exactly, and that's what makes me wonder, like, the disconnect between Sullivan and Rutherford. When did it start? I mean, but it's, like, it's easy to get along and, like, agree and agree when you guys are winning. When you're winning. And it's, like, now they're not, and they need to start having some tough conversations. I completely agree. I just feel like Sully and Rutherford are just on two completely different like they view the team in two completely different ways sully's style is just not fit for the penguins that they have Mm -hmm. and in order to to do what he wants or to play the way that he wants rutherford's not getting him the players that he needs right like i know that i'm like being biased when i say this but i really do think gino needs a jake he needs a gensel like he needs a, a young youthful player that can stick to his side for years to come. And that's going to help ease the decline of Gino. And like I know everyone says like, "Oh, well Phil Kessel's one of the best wingers on the team." Like, yes, that is absolutely true, but if Sully likes the big 3 separated, and for for whatever reason, I don't think that Gino or Phil have been playing like they like they did in 2017. Like they just don't have that chemistry. Well, I don't say they don't have that chemistry, but they're just not playing like they were. Like, remember overtime? Like, they used to dominate overtime. Yeah. And now it's like we can barely win in overtime. I Did we win in overtime? We don't win in overtime. Like, I think the last time we won in overtime was not this year that just... Not this season, but the season before when Sid scored that overtime goal against the Devils. Which probably won't happen again because now they have Jack Hughes... Um, I mean, I mean yeah, but it's still Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and who? But yeah, I I think someone needs to tell Rutherford the truth and be like, you're not you're not getting it done, bud. Yeah, like someone needs to be the voice of reason in that coaching, um, not coaching in that front office. Mm-hmm. Because I hate to be the person that's like, ever since Botterill left, but, like, ever since Botterill left. And he sounds like he very much was that person to be like, that's not. 
Like, oh, let's look again. Let's try that again. Literally the first thing that uh, Rutherford did after Bottero left was, I think, trade for Ryan Reeves. And I love Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Love him. But um, that wasn't great. It wasn't a good decision. Like, how do I? Like, how do we get Ryan oh, Reeves a Stanley Cup without Vegas Golden Knights getting one? Oh, dude, I don't know. What's a team that we collectively like them to win the Stanley Cup? The Penguins. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think of. <laughs> Maybe Detroit. Like I wonder. I was gonna say, how long until Detroit is <laughs> is good? Can Reeves just hop on there? Why not? I would be okay with that. I mean, he is a he is from Winnipeg, native oh. Winnipeg boy. There's an option. Do you like have a list of all the all the players who are from Winnipeg? I know of three. <laughs> Reeves, who are they? Reeves, um, Mark Stone, and Taves. Oh, okay. There might be more. There. Um, there is more. You're missing one. Who? Nolan Patrick. Oh, right. He is from Winnipeg. Oh, my gosh. That's why his Kansas. face is... What? <laughs> that's why he's so Kelsey, rosy. What? He it's has so that cold. wheat on his arm. I think because he played for the Wheat King. In Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be mean to him. He's so... Like, all right. I won't say he's sweet because he's not. He's, he's, he's not. He's, he's like, really, like... Yeah, he's like kind of. <laughs> but his voice is so deep, he's... and it's like he looks so sweet. And then it's just like, why, why are you that way? Well, because people said he is he's so, so sassy. Yeah, it's like I'm people not. People wanted sweet. him to be sweet, but he's not. He's not. He's like. Uh, okay, so are we good with the final ones? I'm not good with them, but yeah. I mean, but, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm... <laughs> okay, so then, yeah. Do you have anything Danielle, else to say? Chaos. Theory. What if the Leafs win and they have to play Columbus? Who would you want to be, um, win the series? Well, I wouldn't. Obviously, the Leafs. Really? I, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's really? no way I will ever root for the Columbus. Okay, but you but were I wouldn't root for anybody. You literally were. When? When they when they were beating Tampa, and you're like, well, if Columbus wins, that means that all like. And people will make fun of Tampa instead of Columbus. I remember. I don't forget. No, I said, no. Wait, hold on. Me saying, like, if Columbus wins, then people make fun of... People will, like, focus on Tampa, then the Penguins. Yay. I said that. That's not me saying, go CBJ. That's me saying, if Tampa wins. Nuh-uh. That's not that's not the same thing. One and two, I kept looking at all the all the Tampa stuff when Hedman was like, y'all were up two before. and And then what happened? I loved that. I said, yeah, go ahead, man. And then when Tampa, after they won, they it was like game three, they lost. Their um, Twitter account was like, we know you're angry. We know you're upset. But we're just going to try to win the next one. I was like, do I feel bad for Tampa? That was me rooting for Tampa. And then the next one, Tampa lost. And I was like, I feel so bad. And I had like extra sad faces. I've never rooted for CBJ. You can try to lie and say that for CBJ. <laughs> you rooted for CBJ. And I and then look what, what happened. I've never, ever, ever rooted for CBJ. 
I know I can like I can confidently say that confidently say that on my whole life. I've never rooted for Columbus. I never will root for Columbus. I don't like I don't like their coach. I don't like their goalie. I don't like their team. I don't like anybody. Zach Wierenski is the closest thing, and Zach gets on my nerves so much. Like he gets on my nerves. So Danielle, I never Danielle. Root for them. He yeah. graduated high school a year early to go play with. Dylan Larkin. I that like that like literally haunts me. Like so nobody asked him about that. Like nobody questioned it. It's like, oh, two bros, one bro studying super hard to get into college early to go play hockey with another bro. bro. Like, yeah, it's for it's fine. Like, first of all, you're not even it's not like you would play on the line with them, you're a defenseman. (laughs) But yeah, sure, go ahead and graduate early. He couldn't stand Dylan going to college without him. What's the likelihood of Harunsky leaving Columbus? like in free agency to go to Detroit to be with Dylan, his captain. I trust Iserman will make that happen. Right. I would love that. I would love that because Zach leaving Columbus, like, yes, fuck you, Columbus. <laughs> like, that's just like an ultimate fuck you. And then just those two being together. Like, Zach just continuing to follow Dylan. Like, that is, first of all, same. Same. Like Following Dylan. <laughs> hello. Yeah, like, I do the same thing. But then also, like, that's sweet. So moving on to Tampa. Yes, please. So Tampa couldn't let Pittsburgh have anything, and they also decided to get swept this series. So losing in the first round to Columbus and... Christie's team. It's not. Okay. And, like, Tampa, they won the President's Trophy, like two months out columbus barely made the playoffs and um they swept columbus i mean tampa like a true upset yeah Uh, like this was everywhere i'm so thankful that they didn't want to leave the pet like they didn't want the pens to have all the fame playing because it was on like like it was on the news it was on it was on random stuff america yeah really was like are you fucking kidding me bruh that is wild like like okay but wait 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 i didn't watch any of the series i let me let me preface this i did not watch any of the series because i do not watch columbus unless my team's playing them um so i don't know what happened but like andre vasileski what happened bud like you are a like I mean I've you know what no I won't say that because I won't I won't call him out because there were times Tampa like won six seven this season and that was the one thing that pissed me off about Tampa is that you could score six on Vassy and Tampa would come back and score seven on you and that just I'm just like be dead like we we put in six goals let us win and they're just like no nope. oops Yanni Gord Yanni Gord with a Hattie like so I have oh I have my God I have thoughts on this series like this series actually kind of like broke me like the pen the Penguin series I was just like okay cool they're bad. yeah you were super rude about that you were just like I you were so, like. <laughs> Oh my I, the, god, I'm not even gonna like I Christy at times was like I did not like think. she was just like the penguins is so sad, but like Tampa I can't <laughs> like I was just like this is what 
like this is what Tampa fans deserve, not Christy, but Tampa oh, fans I because they were know. so cocky, they were so confident. It's like you know what that rubs people the wrong way when you come it's out and you're just like, like oh no. But then when I saw people like it wasn't just you, Danielle, who were just like, well, if Tampa loses. Blah, 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 that'll take attention off the Penguins. I was just like, I will never forgive you, and I won't forget this. I was like, you guys are rooting for Columbus, but have me like a player <laughs> on Columbus, and all of a sudden, I'm the devil. But, um... <laughs> yes! Like, look, like, okay, you just explained why you were the oh devil. My gosh. Because, first of all, you like multiple players on Columbus, but not Ooh. even saying that. Matthew like, Shane got traded to Columbus. If he didn't get okay, traded, but you like multiple won. people there before. No, you like him, Axkin. You like Pierre-Luc Dubois, okay? You like him. You like Zach Orensky. Not you, like you though. Like, which Danielle? Po- like, summer Danielle or in this NHL season, Danielle? Both. They're the same. No, summer Danielle, she's got a lot of issues because she lets a lot of stuff slide. All right. But... Yeah, but anyway, Tampa, like, yo, is crazy. I don't even, I like, I have, I have no idea what happened, but I just can't believe it happened. Uh, so what happened? <laughs> okay, so John Cooper, my man's, <laughs> my buddy. Wait, 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 wait. Before you start on John Cooper, didn't we talk about before when Dmitry Filipovich on his podcast how this one guy? Uh, followed Tampa Bay around, and he said that we talked about his quote where he said that John Cooper, like, he barely coaches his team. It's like a well-oiled machine. And you're like, what if this, like, bites him in the ass, like, in the in the playoffs? Because, like, he doesn't even know how to, like, rally his team. And we were just like, huh, they're so good. That would never happen. Okay. <laughs> and also, God, like, he's not a bad coach. And I have, I have, like, I have a suggestion but I just, I just feel like he, the fact that they took a bajillion penalties and, like, Columbus's power play decided to click all of a sudden. I mean, like, and it makes sense that it would. Like, their power play wouldn't continue to be bad having Duchesne, Jones, Wierenski, Atkinson, like, on that power play. Like, it just... Makes no sense. So they take a lot of penalties. He, so this was blowing my mind. Like, he played, through 40 minutes, he played Steven Stamkos, like, eight minutes a game. Like, eight minutes through 40 minutes. And I'm just like, he is, especially, no, the game that Kucherov was suspended, he played him eight minutes. And I'm just like, why would you do that if he's, like, your best player, if your best player is out like he's second best why wouldn't you play him and Hedman was hurt and it just it just wasn't great like it really was a collapse because Columbus is not better than them like top so I not better than them so what I don't I mean I wonder if Sam is hurt is he no I don't think he's hurt and I don't yeah that's how? I didn't like see anything saying that he was hurt like during the playoffs. So it was so yeah, that's a that's a question. Why is Steven Stam? I mean, he's not your best player. I mean, but when Kucherov was or out, he still was or Braden Point. Braden Point didn't have a good playoffs. 
and he played that um what's that line that's Sorelli line so it was like Anthony Sorelli Kalorn and um Cedric Paquette a lot and like I get it because it's Columbus you want to try to be like match grit for grit or whatever but like it's not working for you buddy like I don't know I just can't like I, I literally can't I don't know what happened like I I don't know and like I was I was so sad when Columbus scored the first goal I was like oh god they're gonna lose this game and then they came back and then they still lost the game and I was like mm. and I've like part of this is my fault because I told Columbus that it was good for them to go for it and then they literally were just like yes Christy we'll take your advice but you know what fuck you and we're gonna beat your team in the process my feelings I don't know um (laughs) like the series broke me like lol Yachty Gord lol Braden Point LOL. Like, it's so crazy that, like, okay. Yanni Gord. I don't like him. What? Because I just don't. (laughs) Like, I don't do reasons to dis. Like, he did that. Great point. He's so good. And he was, like, drafted, like, the eighth round. He was not second, maybe. Um, I just. Um, I don't even know what they could do to be better next year. I like that when I say like Yanni Gord, you don't even ask me why. I, I mean, like I Yanni don't Gord. know. Like, why I feel you like you've like asked him, like, you, like, you've asked me like I feel like you've asked me enough times that you finally like just accepted that like I just don't like him. So I don't really know what Tampa should do in the off season. Like there's they're gonna have a couple of free agents who I think are gonna walk because they're old. So like Ryan Callahan, they're probably gonna trade Tyler Johnson, which whatever, fine. Um. Yeah, like Mikel, like their defense is good. Like they have Hedman, McDonough, and Mikel Sergachev. So like, that's the thing. Like, so you, when you were like, "Oh, Hedman's gone," but you still have a number one defenseman. I know, but like Hedman, so like... Hedman normally plays with Dan Girardi, and Girardi's not good. So like, I don't know. So the fact that Hedman plays with the weakest link on the defense is problematic because Hedman should play like a lot of minutes. Yeah, and Hedman does play a lot of minutes. So well, so that means that Dan Girardi plays a lot of yeah, minutes. Yeah, but like he he's carrying him out there. Like oh damn. Yeah. Oh damn. I I that's that's so confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think someone from the coaching staff is going to get fired? I mean, like not the coach, but like his staff. Like the the defense coordinator, like the defense coach. I mean, I, like, I don't, like, I, I literally don't know. But I do think that the Pens and Tampa, they should probably switch coaches because Tampa takes a lot of penalties. And I could just see Mike Sullivan being like, just play your game, blah, blah, blah. And then T- Tampa tries to, like, get, Tem- Tampa gets feisty depending on who they're playing. Like, it reminded me of that game when they played against the Penguins and all of a sudden they're laying out these hits and we're just like, yeah, they like hit. Yeah, they're dirty. They can they can get there, but um, yeah. So I feel like with um with Sully, it'll just be like, just play your game, blah blah blah. But you know, with his Boston accent, and then 
they'll be fine. And, like, the Penguins need someone who, who are kind of just like, you guys got it. Just go out there and do it. And then you're fine. You're trying to sabotage the Penguins. <laughs> no. Like, that's you... literally all you're trying to do. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Like, because you're a Lightning, a Lightning CBJ fan <laughs> and you're not a Penguins fan. You're not a true Penguins fan. Because, first of all, Mike, Sel- Mike Sullivan saying, just, no, just play. First of all, the Penguins take a lot of penalties right now. So that's a lie. He's not going to help that. You just want a good coach to go to the Lightning and you want a shit coach to go to okay, the Penguins. But like, I feel, I'm on to you. At this point, I feel like what... That Tampa deserves the win and the Penguins no. you're done. <laughs> that, like, at it's this point, like, Tampa is moving to fire John Cooper, but I'm like, there's no good coaching options out there. But I also, I also think that I can't, like, I can't have him overthinking in the playoffs anymore when he doesn't think during the regular season. So, like, I can't have this, di- like, this, this, um, what's it? What's the two? The doctor and, like, the mean one. Fred- Dr. Jekyll. And yeah, Mr. I can't have that. Mr. Hyde? Um, John Cooper in the regular season and the playoffs. I can't do it anymore. So... I think that they need a new coach, but only in the playoffs. Um, other playoff news <laughs> besides sweeps. Besides the sweeps, what have been like your biggest surprises this um, playoffs? That my team was really bad. Besides that, <laughs> at least I think. Am I, am I rooting for the stars? I think, like, they're, yeah, I think so. They have Zuccarello. Yeah. But it's also, I don't, I also don't watch their games. Um, but, yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so, other, than other playoff news. Ovi and, oh my gosh, I can never say this kid's name. Smith, I can't say it. Ovi and Svechnikov. Yes, him and Ovi fought. Like I didn't watch the fight because I feel like it would have made me really uncomfortable, especially since he's so small, and he was concussed. But I guess the last time Ovi fought was in 2010, which yeah, I like Ovi rarely fights. So why would you fight this night? Because it would be an easy fight, relatively. But, like, that's an easy... Like, anything's an easy fight for Ovi. He's, like, two... He's, like, like two four. Yeah, he's, like, two... He's, like, six four two fifty. Like, I don't like that at all. I cannot believe... I watched it by accident, because I was like, well, what is is this? And then... It just made my stomach hurt. Like, his head bouncing off the ice. Like, Ovi fell on top of him. So, that's another 250 pounds on top of you. Like, just not great. Not, like... It's obviously the kids trying to prove himself. But they were up, like... This was when the kids were, like, up 5-0 on the caps, I believe. So, it was just, like, Ovi doing what? Trying to get your team involved? That's not your role. Like, Tom Wilson is your He's literally on your line. You guys on the ice. Yeah, like... What are you doing? Like, you just wanted to beat up some kid? It just, yeah, that left a really nasty taste in my mouth. Like, I'm kind of, 
I lost some respect for OV. Like, eh, I didn't like that at all. Poor Svechnikov. He seems like such a sweet kid. Like, and I don't know what made him, um, what OV was saying or doing to make him want to fight him. But, um, not great, OV. Yeah. Like, you're the adult in the situation, and you really shouldn't have done that. And it's like, if Ovi can resist the temptation of fighting for like almost ten years, and I'm sure people have stepped to him, like why a little kid? And I understand like he's actually like an adult, but like in NHL years, he's a he's a child. Yeah, he's not like he can't even drink alcohol legally here. Right. So um, I have questions like that's a child and more and then like at was he 19 at 19 did you think you were an adult like i didn't like ov were you like finding anyone at 19 so yeah no was not a fan but it seems like the canes have really rallied around it and i hope he's okay the series is tied right now i hope they win but you know win it for svetch um with it for Svechi. <laughs> and other news, James Neal, real deal, James Neal, scratched by the Flames tonight against the Avs. And I don't know, I, I find it kind of funny and I find it kind of sad that they signed him to be like this big person, like an impact player on their team, and then he just has not been it. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to scratch him because I don't get that at all. Like, he hasn't really been contributing. And if James, I mean, James Neal is a is a goal scorer, so if he's not scoring goals, then what is he really doing? Yeah. Um, and he was on their, what, I believe he was on their second or third line? Third. I think their, their third line. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know. I really have no idea what's happening in the playoffs outside of my team, and I guess like the Leaf Bruins. But um, and Vander Kane, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they do not like each other. Um, so I guess I don't really know what happened, but I guess they got into a fight. They were fighting, and then <laughs> I love Ryan Reeves so much. Um, so, and then, like, Evander Kane was like, oh, my God, like, I thought that he's such a fighter in the league that he would, like, actually land some punches. Like, he threw a couple of muffins out there. And then Ryan <laughs> Ryan Reese changed his Twitter profile to, like, um, a muff- the Muffin Man picture. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I, I love you. But he's. So funny. Ryan, like, and I think Evander King got, like, ejected, like, the last game. But that's actually better for Vegas, because Ryan, I mean, Evander Kane's actually, like, he puts up points for San Jose, apparently. So, like, if he's out the game and he's worried about Ryan Reeves the whole time, he can't play well for San Jose. Yeah. And Evander true. Kane can choke, so... I support it, Ryan. I support you in this endeavor. Yes. Yeah. Was Ryan Reeves one of the people that got into a fight with Austin Watson when he first came back, too? 
Oh, I, I thought there was like a collection of people that were doing that. Like Tom Wilson did there it, and then was really. Do you think on purpose? Maybe Tom Wilson did like something on Twitter oh, that was like referring to that. So I... no, he, he Tom Wilson did that because he's an animal <laughs> and will fight anybody. He didn't fight. He didn't fight for no. I know. I know for sure. <laughs> You know what's, like, insane? Like, if Tom Wilson wasn't Tom Wilson, I know for a fact that I would like him. Like, if he didn't do me so dirty and try to kill literally everyone on my team, like, I I, I just know that it just would not be good for me. He does, unfortunately, have a very good face. But it's not that good to ignore that he is so shitty. No, 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 no. Like, if I saw How him on, like, the street, and, like, if I matched with him on, like, Bumble or something, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> How did we become friends? It's like you guys <laughs> tricked me into something, and now it's like we're already, like, solidified our friendship, and now you bring out the absolute worst things ever. Look, I, I'm not... Like, <laughs> I feel like you should not be surprised, though, Danielle. I'm being objective. I think it's, I think, I, I mean, I am stupid because it surprises me that you love everyone that I hate. Yeah, is that true? And yeah. it's just like, what? <laughs> like, I just like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I'm like, you would think that Tom, like, I, I can't, like, I hate Tom Wilson. Like, I don't even, I can't even comprehend. or something. I can't even comprehend, like. This is how we're going to be for the next, like, two months. He's like, oh. I know. Oh, man. Okay. All right, you want to wrap it yeah. up? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, that's about it, you guys. So, this concludes this episode of Where's My Stick? If Be sure to follow us on Twitter at where's underscore, underscore my underscore, underscore stick. Um... <laughs> Christy's over it. It's late. It's Friday. The penguins are bad. Okay, so let me just... Okay, so that concludes this episode of Where's My Stick? Um, Be sure to follow us at where... Where's... Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Where's underscore... Underscore... My underscore... I can't. I can't. Bye. You could do it. You could, okay. You could do it. So that concludes this episode of Where's My Stick. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, follow us. Um, not follow us. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. And that's it. So bye. Bye. Bye.